Welcome to another episode of How You Can Do with your host, your boy, Alvi, aka Danny, aka Mr. You Can Too. I am honored to have my good friend, the shuffling life coach himself, Carlos de la Playa, on today's episode. In this episode, Carlos and I dive into how you can embody your voice, be fully self expressed. And we talk deeply into both of our coaching practices and the types of tools and exercises that we use with our clients to help them find their truth and be fully self-expressed. If you enjoyed this episode, please, please, please share this with your friends, family, and loved ones. And if you feel called to do so, please leave a five-star rating and also a review of the show. I appreciate you. I honor you, and as always, you can too. Enjoy the show. Welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen. I have an absolutely phenomenal, phenomenal guest in the building. He is the shuffling life coach himself. He is such an amazing human being, and to get the experience to really get to learn more about him and really get to know him over these past couple weeks has been such a treat for me and has really filled my cup. I want to welcome you all to the life, to the voice of my man, Carlos De La Playa. How are you, brother? Man, I'm thriving right now, Alvi. Feeling feeling really grounded um, and continuing to live in breakthrough. We were talking about this before, but... Um, how I've really been just stepping into a new normal in my life where um, I've been experiencing so much success in my creativity that's been paying me, paying me enough to where I don't, I I get to not work again. And, Mm. And really just letting myself feel that as my new normal and owning it and continuing to help people express themselves and unlock their voice really feels like such a blessing man Mm, mm. and it's so powerful for all of those for all of you who are listening right now you know I've known Carlos for about a year or so but I really got to meet him and really experience him fully uh, about two weeks ago at my birthday retreat where he was just honestly I feel like he was the MVP of the trip like this guy was creating a space where people felt so safe so heard, so understood. And it allowed me to see how powerful of not only a coach that he is, but just how powerful of a person that he is. And man, Carlos, I really appreciate you bringing all of yourself to us and being able to be in a place of support, love. And I have so much gratitude for you. So I really appreciate that. What a beautiful, beautiful compliment, man. Like, my eyes are smiling <laughs> right now. As, um, and, and thank you for, for gifting me, like, those words, those words that released happy chemicals in my brain and helped me, like, again, continue to program my nervous system into really believing in my worth and, mm-hmm. and, and pouring that over into other people. That really was my intention at that retreat, was to... Um, show up as that future self now like to really embody that person who's who's uh 
figured out that goal that I, that, that I was struggling with or, or to embody my own medicine, really, and to practice my self-expression in a way that helped other people feel certain emotions and think their certain thoughts and maybe even inspire certain actions in other people just by me being there. Um, mm. And the fact that you see that and you expressed it so eloquently with that affirmation means that my intention was accomplished. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Accomplished it was. And it's awesome, man. Like for me, my intention of hosting that retreat is so that people could all come together and be fully self-expressed and to essentially live and act as however they wanted to be in that moment, in those moments that were true to themselves. And something I know that's so important to you, and it's very much rooted where in a, a lot of your life coaching work currently with clients is helping people unlock their voice and be fully self-expressed, create self-expression within themselves. Now to the average person, that can mean so many different things. To you, how do you define unlocking your voice and self-expression? And also, why is that important to you? Fantastic question. And um, I think when people think of the word unlock your voice, right? Like that's a that's a term that gets thrown around in at least in my network in the self-development community and um people get an image in their head oftentimes of someone you know an actor or a singer someone with a huge audience on stage in front of thousands of people and that's one little piece of the ginormous freaking pie that is that topic yet unlocking your voice and self-expression is all about owning who you are and where you're at authenticity like if you feel like crap owning it and not hiding it it's about taking off the masks that um or the programs that we've been taught about what we're supposed to say and what we're supposed to do and how we should act and what our living room is supposed to look like or what clothes <laughs> we're supposed to wear um and it's about tapping back into kind of that innocence and that self-expression that we see in a child that's been untainted by those beliefs, like super pure child, a child that will look at someone and be like, you bother me, you know? <laughs> and, and Or a child that'll look at something and say, I want that, I'm gonna go get that, right? Um, and, and to, but with the discernment of an adult, right? Mm. With the discernment of an adult and being able to say, this is for me, this is not for me. A child doesn't have that, which is why a child takes on those programs. So the work, that I do is to help people um, know who they are, know what their values are, know what their boundaries are, know how to speak it, know how to have difficult conversations, mm. know how to do the not so sexy talking and asking for things that we want and being okay with rejection, um, mm. as well as the expression, the more sexy stuff like how to talk on stage or how to be on video and own it, how to start your podcast and own it, how to share your gifts on social media. So it's almost like the, the yin and yang of self-expression is like there's that dark work that feeling our feelings kind of self-expression. And then there's the, the more yang, like how do I show up in the world? How do I, how am I received by other people? And how do I receive myself? Um, mm. And that's, that's what it means to me. I love that. And it's such a great 
analogy that you use of like this yin and the yang, this internal and this external where it's like, hey, I'm going to own up to all of the things that make me me. And then through there, I'm also going to be able to discern what's for me and what's not for me. And something I thought you brought up that's so pivotal that I think a lot of people are missing and that I find so much in my work as well is understanding that there is a lot of conditioning that we've been put through that many of us, or at least I make up, many of us don't even realize that we were conditioned that way. And it's not until we understand like, hey, let me take a step back and see like, why are my beliefs my beliefs? Why do I have the lens that I currently have? And then ultimately, is this my lens or is this somebody else's? And then going from there. What's your perspective or what's your experience been like helping people become more aware of their conditioning, their patterning, and their perspective overall? What immediately comes up for me is is that a lot of people think that what they believe is theirs and they don't have the discernment to kind of listen to their body when they say what they're saying or, or think what they're thinking. Um, and I, I might even give a tool right here is just like uh, to anyone who's listening right now is like, if, if you're saying a belief that you have or a thought that you have, or there's a sentence running through your brain and you're saying it out loud, understand that those are all opinions and it, that doesn't make it a good or a bad thing. It's just, is that opinion serving you and bringing you closer to what you want, right? So um, if someone's believing that they'll be, uh, they'll be rejected by a friend because they communicate something that didn't feel good that their friend did to them, and, and, and you withhold your voice in that moment, like you're choosing to feel like crap at that point. It's not your friend <laughs> that, that's making you feel a certain way. It's you deciding that, that risking the relationship for your truth is less important. Your truth is less important and pleasing this person is more important. And ironically, you're not pleasing the person. You're actually creating a rift between you and that person by deciding to withhold your truth, a rift that creates resentment on your end. So now, like, because this person didn't understand the rule that you had written in your manual that they don't even know about, like, there's, there's, you're constantly expecting them to live to that expectation that they don't even know about. And so you think you're, you're helping the relationship by avoiding the conflict, but what you're doing is you're hurting it even more by choosing to put on a mask and trying to like manipulate their perception of you in that moment yeah and it makes a lot of sense and what's coming up for me when you say that is the unwritten expectations these these things that are so important to us yet we actually forget to communicate what's going on so now the other person really has no idea what's going on and then two we created this huge internal conflict within ourselves based off of our thinking that actually ends up showing up in how we're feeling exactly what you're talking about, like that somatic response, right? Where it's like, okay, why do I have this 
tightening in my throat or why do I have this like weird butterflies like in my stomach like oh look like I'm sweating right now and I haven't done anything I'm sitting in a chair and I'm not talking to anybody but I'm going through this whole entire experience how's it been for your clients and the people that you work with when they hear this for the first time like what's their experience like there (laughs) you know some people really like to defend why they've been stuck their whole life Mm. and some people might like lash back and be like no you don't understand like feel (laughs) sorry for me feel sorry Mm. for my story um some people it's like an immediate click and they're like oh man like that just opened up a whole new world of freedom. Neither way is right or wrong, right? Like all paths are gonna lead to love ultimately. So like the person that's blaming, like then I just get to in that moment, ask them more questions, ask them, why is that coming up for you? Like, what's the trigger really about? What's behind that? What part of you feel, what part of your identity is feeling, um, I, I don't know if at risk is the right word, at risk of dying. Like, what part of you are you not willing to let go of to step into that new version of you that is expressed? Um, And, you know, at the end of the day, what we choose to believe is a choice. And, you know, some clients or some people that I've worked with in the moment will be like, okay, so now I'm going to automatically believe the complete opposite of where I was at, right? Mm -hmm. So, and, and... they try to like jump the gun too quick or like um, think positive like and positive affirmations that their brain isn't actually believing in that moment, right? Mm. Like trying to bypass the, the death, so to speak, that, that mm. uh, the, the tears that might come up uh, or the, you know, oftentimes when people realize this for their first time, it's really hard. At least it was for me. It was really hard for me to find out that all these years of my life, could have been different had I thought differently, had I questioned mm. what I was believing and processing that emotion, then doing the work of, of new beliefs, of mm. changing the way that we think. Um, and you know, these sentences that come up in our brain, these beliefs that we have start to lose their power the moment we ask ourselves like, wait, but why is it this way? Like, why do I believe this? You know, you don't really have to switch your beliefs so quickly. Like you can start at like if you believe that money's hard, for example, like ask yourself, well, does it really have to be hard? Like, why do I believe this? Like, and and are my reasons facts or are they opinions? Mm. Um, Or same thing with self-expression. Like, how do you like if if you're trying to have a difficult conversation with your mother that has been needing to happen for ten plus years, and the reason you're not doing it is because you think it'll kill her or you think mm. um, that she'll stop talking to you. Like, how do you know? Right. How do you know that that's true if it's never been done before? Um, and just questioning that, questioning that and a- forcing yourself to answer these questions and starting to show your brain, like, I actually don't have to believe this. Like, this belief might not be serving my self-expression. This belief might be holding me back from feeling more alive. This belief might be exactly why I'm stuck where I'm at. And, and, and taking ownership, like radical ownership. Like, I chose to believe this. I can choose to turn it around and do the work. Mm. 
That's powerful, man. You brought up so many great things. And I almost see that in like three different parts, right? All very, very effective and so needed. The first thing I heard you say is how important it is for you to experience your experience. A lot of times in this growth journey, it's like you talk about, it's like, all right, I'm thinking this way. I'm just going to go complete 180. I'm just going to switch to the other one without actually experiencing and embodying like, okay, like what was it that was going on there? And like letting these emotions of frustration, anger, bitterness, sadness, whatever it is, like come up and then actually like, like work through those things, whether however those emotions show, whether it's through tears, through screaming, through, you know, hitting the pillow, like whatever it is, like actually experiencing that thing is so important, right? Because that actually what allows it to like, not go away, but like to kind of use your words, like to like die in a sense, like, okay, it's here. Now we can like put that away because we actually experienced it. We're not just trying to like bury it while it's alive. So to, so to say, and then the second thing you said that I love is when we're questioning, we're coming up with all these stories. It's asking yourself, is it true? Right? Like, oh, I don't, I don't, I'll never be able to make enough money. Well, is that true? Oh my God, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not good looking enough for, for this person to, to desire me and to like me. Well, is that true? You know what I'm saying? Was that ever said? And And even with that one, Alvi, like, like I might even invite them instead of asking, is that true? Ask, is it a factor in opinion? Because Mm. oftentimes I've seen people when they try to ask, is it true? Like they try to find the evidence and the, and the actions and the results that they've created in their life that prove it true when, Mm. but, but fact and opinion, like is even more like, like, how do I say it? Like grounded even in my opinion, Mm. at least it's like, is this, is it true? Can every human being in the, in the world agree that I'm not good enough for this person? Right? No. So it's an opinion. Right. Now, if, if, if yes, then it's a fact, right? Like mm. there's a sun in the sky, like that's a fact or, right. or right now I'm wearing a shirt. This is a fact, right? Um, now the shirt, is it ugly or is it beautiful? That's an opinion, <laughs> right. Right. right? So, um, yeah, I just felt called yeah. to say that. Well, no, that, that's important too. Cause the way that you say that definitely resonates with me because when I think of truth like is that true because truth is an interesting thing too like your truth can be different from my truth but I like how you give this distinction of like okay is this thing we're talking about a fact or is it an opinion and like you said like confirmation bias can come up like we can take things that are rooted in the past that happened in the past and if we bring that with us to the future then like yeah we're going to create a familiar future based off of what we had happened in the past. So, so, so you're right on with that. And for all the listeners out there, I would check in and like, look at your stories and take Carlos's advice. Listen to his question is what's coming up for you or your thoughts. Is it a fact or is it an opinion? Right. And if you do say it's a fact, I'm going to come in and say, how do you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm going to come in. Yeah. Say, and then it's like, know? let's say the story you have you know is not serving you Mm. like there's a there's like a subtle it's like a gut feeling i don't know that's how my body i'm very like i feel things right but Mm -hmm. um what could your life look like without that opinion 
Mm. Like, and, and I love the word could because could implies that there's an option. I could decide to go down that route or I could decide to not go down that route, right? Mm. Um, but let's say like I had a belief about my self-expression in, in the context of dating, right? Like, oh, that person is way out of my league. They would never like me. That's an opinion. Like that's not a fact, right? right. Um, in that moment, I might ask myself, is this a fact or is it an opinion? This sentence in my brain that I'm choosing to believe. Obviously it's an opinion. And then I might ask myself like, okay, if I decided like I could potentially not believe this opinion, what might my life look like with that person I'm trying to date or trying to talk to? Mm-hmm. Like, what would it look like without that opinion? What, what mm. might I do? How might I show up if I maybe didn't believe that? <laughs> mm. And it's like this gentle, curious process that's actually kind of fun. Yeah. I mean, it, to me, it brings up so many possibilities. Instead of it just being the one possibility of like, no, can't happen. Now it's opening up the door for literally anything else, right? Which is so infinite. And it's interesting because when you bring that up, the last part that really comes up to me is how innately we almost always, when we're thinking of things in a quote unquote negative sense, right? Or in an ineffective way, a lot of times we're going to the worst case scenario and it's, it's understanding like, okay, as a human being, know where that comes from. Like we have these survival instincts that used to serve us thousands of years ago when we're like, yo, there's a shaking in the bush. It's probably that saber toothed tiger. Let me bounce out because I don't want to get eaten and die. Whereas now that that same way that we thought we we're going to die from the saber toothed tiger is like how we envision every single situation might happen in life where it's like, oh, my God, if this person tells me no, like <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to die like I'm done. <laughs> uh, I love what you're saying right now, because it's when you say it out loud like that, like it, it's the perspective is so silly. Like, it's like the word no, like let's say I tell someone that I find them attractive, would they like to go on a date with me? And I'm using my voice to say this and express what I'm feeling. And they say the words N-O, which is totally a possibility. I'm, I'm, into, I'm into truth, right? Like I'm not gonna tell my client, oh, say yes and imagine the best case scenario only because that's what's gonna happen and you'll attract it. Like that's a possibility. It's not guaranteed. It's also very possible that your worst case scenario could happen. And if it did happen, it's nowhere near as bad as you're making it. Like right. the words <laughs> N-O are just a vibration that comes out of someone's mouth that your ears are hearing and you're making it mean something about you as a person. And you can just decide that rejection is part of the process. And the more no's you get, the closer you'll get to your yes. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And it's so funny you say that a quote that one of my coaches shared with me today during our group coaching session, uh, shout out to my man, Mike DeSanti. He said, no is a complete sentence. I'm going to let that one sit there for a second. No is a complete sentence. And for me, the the way that I interpreted that and why it empowers me so much as a coach and understanding, like there's so many people that I want to impact and serve out there. And also understanding in coaching, it's very much a numbers game. It's the more people that I speak to, 
the more likely it is I'm going to find my dream clients. However, if I'm so afraid that someone's going to tell me no and then create all these stories around what no means as opposed to just seeing it at this very succinct sentence that it is, a succinct statement, well, then that can actually paralyze me in really going after the clients that I want, having those conversations like being a shining light, inviting people to opportunities. And it's all from this story, just like you say, right? It's it's so fascinating to me. Yeah. What I tell people is like, when it comes to rejection is like, who do you think goes on more dates? The person who has 10,000 no's or the person who has 10 no's? I mean, it's it's just statistics <laughs> at that point. Like it's it's... It's math, <laughs> right? You know, it's it's like obviously the person who got ten thousand no's is gonna have more yeses along the way because they're talking to more people. Exactly. Um, and and that's one fragment of self-expression that comes with, you know, dating as an example that I used. And even then, it's like sometimes, like when dating, people are feel like they're supposed to do it a certain way spit game a certain way men gotta (laughs) have this energy or and women have to be more like this and and insert all these rules that one other person decided and that person was so convincing that everyone thought that that was the absolute truth Mm. and it's not true and it's like you know like it's okay for you to like talk to someone and tell them hey you know i'm kind of nervous to tell you but i find you really attractive Like, I think that is so sexy when someone does that. (laughs) Yeah. You know? That level of openness and vulnerability truly is a superpower. Yeah. And it almost like, at least for me, when somebody in front of me is willing to share what they don't want me to know about them, which is a fantastic tool to unlock your voice. I'll go into a little exercise that people can do, the listeners. But when someone tells me what they don't want me to know about them and they're clearly nervous about it or like scared to share that, that immediately creates an equal playing field where I'm like, oh, I don't have to hide anything from this person. I can show them my shadows and they won't ditch me, right? Mm. Um, And this is, when you become that person for other people, like life just starts to open up. And one thing that I love to like invite my clients to consider is like um, ruining their reputation on purpose. Mm. yeah like what's that look like like fill in the blank i don't want you to know that boom and Mm. you just like say things that are embarrassing to say say things that you think people will reject you for or judge you for you know for some people it's saying their net worth for some people it's saying how many people they've slept with for some people it's saying um for some people it's saying that they have a drinking problem and owning it out loud right like whatever that is and not only ruining their reputation on purpose that's one exercise right and it's it's actually not that bad like when you think about it the (laughs) worst that could happen is you feel a sensation in your body right and if someone rejects you why 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 would you want to have a person in your circle that rejects you for being honest about some a shadow that you have or somewhere where you feel shame Like, why would you want anyone, why would you lower your standards to, to keep someone in your life that you have to pretend for? Um, This Mm. is part of self-expression too. 
Another thing that I invite a lot of people to do, and listeners, you could do this too, like with your friends or um, friends that are kind of on a similar journey to you or maybe with a coach, a mentor, whatever you're looking for, but um, going outside and doing embarrassing things in public places. And this is a powerful way to unleash your self-expression that's not as intense as ruining your reputation, right? For some people, this could look like going to like, a packed Starbucks coffee and laying down on the ground for three minutes and then getting up like (laughs) getting up and pretending like nothing happened for somebody else that might look like you know dancing in the middle of a busy mall or um I've seen people do this one which I think is so hilarious like pretending to propose like with a friend right in Mm. front of a huge group of people and just feeling the crowd around you like congratulating you even though it's not actually happening right and these are things that we can do to purpose feel the emotion the emotion embarrassment on purpose a lot of people are afraid to be humiliated um yet humiliation and embarrassment is actually just a sensation in your body and it's not going to kill you It'll never kill you. So a great way to teach your brain that it'll never kill you is to do it on purpose. Um, Mm. You know, whatever that looks like for you. Just fill in the blank. What would be really embarrassing for me to do in public? And go do that thing. As long as it's not hurting you or anybody else, that's the only rule. So don't physically hurt anybody, (laughs) obviously, or yourself. (laughs) Um, Then it's fine, right? Um, Or like stop traffic. Like, come on, you know? Like use use your common sense there. And I give that disclaimer because I've had people like tell me like crazy ideas <laughs> they have and i'm like no you're gonna hurt yourself like don't do that you know right 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 that's a little too too much right there. <laughs> yeah, exactly yeah. right um so those two exercises are a great way to really like start teaching your brain that emotions are actually safe whether mm. shame shame which is the confession kind of ruin your reputation exercise that's shame is safe to feel And a great way to do it is to feel it on purpose or embarrassment and humiliation is really safe. It's actually just a vibration in your body. And once Mm -hmm. you feel it, it's gone. And the more you're willing to feel these things instead of suppressing them with distraction, um, Mm -hmm. the more you are a conscious creator of your life that actually like you set a goal and you create it every time. (laughs) Mm, That's so powerful. Wow. I mean, both of those exercises, I truly invite everybody listening to try out both you know try out at least one of them and like carlo says like put yourself in a position to actually feel these experiences and actually experience your experience so that when it happens again it doesn't seem so like overwhelming it doesn't seem so quote-unquote crazy like you're gonna understand like hey you're gonna live through this it's going to be okay Better yet, you might even grow from it, which I would imagine happens to <laughs> many people. And it's happened to me for sure. A thousand percent. A thousand I percent. I love that. Man, so Senor de la Playa, I mean, you have so much wisdom. You have so many powerful tools. What were some of your life experiences that led to you understanding how powerful and important self-expression is in your life and how important unlocking your voice has been for you yeah that is a great question um 
I've always been fascinated by creatives and by people who are like very charismatic or, um, you know, and growing up, I would look at like the life of the party. I would look at those people that are just so quick to make jokes or so quick to do something silly and just own it own it own it and it looked like they were experiencing so much freedom in their body and like wishing that was me Mm. and like believing that that was never going to be me Mm. eventually i talk about my fraternity a lot because it started with somebody else seeing me greater than i see myself and Mm. then from that moment forward like now i do that to other people and um one of my fraternity brothers like he would just hear me like limit myself with my words and he'd be like i think you're overthinking it like that's that's bs like you could totally do better than what you're giving yourself credit for in fact i think you should take on this leadership position and that leadership position and that leadership position Mm -hmm. and i started trusting um i started trusting him a lot and i started seeing like okay maybe like i don't actually have to be that person that that wishes and wants all the time. Like I can actually be the person that's doing life rather than wishing my way through life and going through the motions. And, um, and I started speaking in public in college all the time. Like I could be on a stage and the sensations in my body actually get me like high on life rather than, mm. rather than thinking, oh my God, I'm going to die because I'm feeling a little bit of nervousness. Like, no, like let yourself feel that. Like, yes, I'm feeling something. I'm alive. Like that's so mm. dope. Like, mm. you know, and and being the person that could blaze that trail as well like recently i've started seeing myself more as like i actually could be a thought leader like the more i continue doing this work and thinking for myself i could be someone that comes up with his own ideas that actually change the world i could be someone like and i'm starting to see like my imagination is taking me everywhere my imagination my imagination's taking me to like a ted talks that's super full with lights blasting on me my imagination's taking me to interviews on tv to all these things because i question my my limitations daily 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 and it really all started with like like questioning that old identity like why am i choosing to be this person like could it be possible that i could just be somebody else i could just think differently Mm. feel differently see myself and see others around me differently let go of things that aren't serving me like entitlement or Mm. or let go of thinking the world should be any other way other than what it really is victim mentality that was one that i used to struggle with a lot like um like it's not serving me to think that i don't have power it's not serving me to believe that because i had a difficult experience i'm changed forever and i'll never be able to to surpass that like no 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 in fact what if i told you every single human being that that just by being born has experienced a trauma or a an experience that that is is life altering to the nervous system and to the body forever yet the difference between there's two kinds of people there's people who decide not to make that mean something about who they're going to be forever and there's Mm. people who decide to create an identity around it and then the other option is 
um, people that that choose to like put that experience on a pedestal like oh because I've always been this way I'll always be this way and you don't understand mm. feel sorry for me and like and if you don't feel sorry for me then you're part of the problem and you're a narcissist and you're this and you're that and it's like mm. like I used to be that way and I actually wow. you actually don't have to be that way like mm. that's a choice too um I'm not saying it's super easy I'm not saying it's just like snap your fingers and do it um, yet it's possible and just allow that sentence it's possible like what would your life look like if you believed it could be possible mm. like how would you show up if you believed it could be possible that your trauma doesn't have to define you anymore or what would your mm. life look like if it could be possible that that person that I think is out of my league might actually be interested in me mm. right like it could be possible fill in the blank with what it right. is and like let the energy of possibility carry you let the mm. energy of possibility help you become an outlier and and to not no longer be the the average um when you're thinking in terms of possibility in that way like you're more willing to take risks and to feel uncomfortable. And, and <laughs> most of the time, the risks that we're so afraid to take are the ones we need to take the most and, and they'll never mm -hmm. actually kill us. Like right. we'll still have food on the table, a roof over our head, money coming in, you know? Mm. So absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> man. No, that, honestly, man, like that sentence is powerful. Let the energy of possibility carry you take you there because it, it's very much in alignment of of my beliefs and my brand you can too right like what i always say after you can too is almost like the caveat when you believe you can it, it's, there's so much to be said about believing in something being possible and when that belief is there when that energy around possibility is there that's what's going to allow you to actually take the step to take the risk to actually go after it and see like, okay, like what's possible over here? Like, oh wait, like I asked that girl out on a date, never thought it was gonna happen, but well, look at that. Let's fast forward two years. That's my wife now, what? Like things like that happen. It's like, yeah, you know, I don't have all the credentials, quote unquote, that this job is looking for, but uh, let's see what's possible. Like I'll apply anyways. Oh shit, I'm the CEO of that company now eight years later, like, you know, I mean, stuff like that happens in life. Like these are not fairy tales and it's all rooted in having the belief of it first. And I want to backtrack slightly to something that you said in terms of having this victim mentality, because I've experienced that as well. And, and ex I've really experienced it with my mom and like the relationship I had with her. And because she had such a strong victim mentality this why me you know no one else is helping me like i'm trying to help them you know the fixed mindset of like i can't change all of these things like it it literally became a self-fulfilling prophecy for her where because she didn't think it was possible because she was more in my interpretation focused on having people just kind of see her her picture what she's going through as opposed to like taking steps to move forward you know i i think that it had like 
an immense impact like on her life and like why she's not here today. And, you know, I, I wish I had the skill set that I had now back then because maybe I could have helped her. But then again, it's like that that same mentality after she passed away was my version of a victim mentality. Like, oh, like, why wasn't I more patient? Like, why? Like, it was literally me beating myself up, right? And I would imagine that happens to other people, too. Like, we have all these ways that we beat ourselves up, that we make ourselves the victim. And it will literally stop you from creating a life of fulfillment that's literally just on the other side of possibility. So I really appreciate you sharing that because that's so important and near and dear to me. Yes. Um, thank you so much for sharing so vulnerably your experience with your mother. And I think anyone in your position who right now, like you're thriving so much, like it, it's so normal for you to have that, that thought like creep in, like, I wish I was there. Or I wish I was more patient. And um, it might even be kind of strange if you didn't have that thought, you know? Um, so, and I honor you so much for whatever that brought up for you and the healing that you did there, because that, that's like one of those things that could have made or broken you. Like you could have, again, that word could, it could, and I love that Mm -hmm. word because it it always implies choice. You Mm could have decided to go into that rabbit hole of beating yourself up and blaming yourself for, for what happened or to use that as like a springboard, you know? And that doesn't mean it doesn't hurt, but life is 50-50. Like there's some things we want to feel hurt for, right? And this is one of those things that that it would be super normal to feel hurt for, Um, losing a mother. Yeah, yeah, it's powerful. And I appreciate those words that that you just shared because I look at it, at really all my experiences and it's like, everything that I experienced led to where I am right now. And you're completely right. I could have looked at it in a completely different way and really just like packed in and really shut down my life and just been this, you know, miserable, mean, angry person that was just super bitter all the time. And I took the lesson of like my mom not being here and being like, man, like there's so much that I get to learn from this. And like now, like I'm willing to learn. And that's what had me go out and like essentially build a skill set where I can meet other people where they're at. Cause I couldn't meet her where she was at, at that time as that 24, 25 year old version of myself. Whereas now it's like, okay, I've, I've done the work. I'm still doing the work. And I imagine I'll be doing this type of work for the rest of my life because you know, hashtag life, literally (laughs) right. So it's like, you know, my invitation to everyone listening is, when you are creating your stories, right, and you are stepping back and then you're looking at them from this frame of like fact, see how all of the things that had transpired in the past had led to the point that you're at now. And like Carlos said, like, understand now that you have choice, what are you willing to choose to do to create the present and future that you desire? Because it really does all start and end with you. You are in control of that. And and that's something I love about Carlos because, you know, Carlos and I, we're both 
coaches, right? We're both life coaches, and we, we I feel like we've both had the conversation, or we've had this conversation with each other of like, you know, feeling kind of icky around like the term or just not owning the term life coach. But it's what we do and it's what we love. And there's so much power. And, and for me, at least speaking for myself, like owning that title, because as an athlete, my whole life, I always had coaches. And when I think about what a coach or at least great coaches did is that great coaches based off of their experience, their study, their research, their knowledge of quote unquote, the game, they would put the player in the best position to win. And that's really what we do in life. It's like, hey, we've done the research. Like, we're, we're doing the research with you together. We're co-creating. We're seeing what's going on right now. And now let's put the steps together to put you in the position to win. And I, I believe everyone is a winner. Unfortunately, I make up many people think they're a loser because of where, like, that stinking thinking comes in and sometimes the mentality. But... If you can look at your past and understand that, like, hey, all of that was lessons, then I think that puts you in a position to embrace who you are, love who you are, and be in a position to grow ultimately. Mm -hmm. A thousand percent, Alvi. Mm. Yes. Mm. Carlos, Carlos let, let's, let's do this. I would love for you, if you're open to it, to leave the listeners with one point that you or let's put it this way i would love for you to leave the listeners with one thing to reflect on that you think that if they get very clear on it can open up the most possibility in their life Focus less on me and more on we. And understand that, like, if you can't get over, like, believing that you're a loser, understand this very truth. And this is a truth with a capital T. Whether you oh. believe it or not, is that you have a unique set of DNA and experiences in life up until this point, and a unique way of conveying them with your voice that nobody else can. And there's people waiting for the specific way that you convey your message and your medicine, mm -hmm. whatever that looks like. And you're being selfish as fuck by deciding to care more about your fears, about what you think about yourself or what other people might think of you, when there's people's lives that could have been saved or could be saved by you deciding like enough is enough, I'm gonna show up and share my gifts, whatever that is, right? And I'm not saying you have to go on stage. Like some people, they don't wanna be on video, so they write a blog. Some people don't like to write. Um, and, but they also don't want to be on video, so they start a podcast. Some people love social media. Some people hate social media. But like, just lean into you. Lean into you. Find what feels good for you. And, and understand that you expressing yourself is the best way that you can help the world. Mm. And, and think of that, that ideal world that you want to create. Think of whether or not your presence and your expression is actually helping the world or not. <laughs> and it can change if it's not that's fine don't beat yourself up about it but focus more on like how you could serve someone today 
Mm. And ask yourself that question every single day. And that alone will unleash your self-expression. Ooh. I love that. Carlos, man, thank you so much for the words of wisdom. Thank you for your vulnerability, sharing your truth, and leaving us with so many great exercises to help us find our voice, unlock it, and be fully self-expressed. Where can all the listeners find you online and everywhere else in the universe? Yes, so um, my number one platforms are Instagram and TikTok. Both of them are at Carlos de la Playa, C-A-R-L-O-S-D-E-L-A-P-L-A-Y-A. On TikTok and on Instagram. Um, And on Twitter, it's de la Playa Carlos. Those are where you can find me. Man, Man. everyone listening, make sure y'all go and check Carlos out. He is a phenomenal human being, and I'm so fortunate to call him a friend and to have him be in my life. And yeah, get out there, share your voice, unlock your gifts, be fully self-expressed, and understand that you matter, your experiences matter, and you know I'm going to throw it in there. You can too. Yes, you totally can too, friends. Mm.